Welcome back, everyone, to The Basement Binge as I share my spoiler-free thoughts on Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. If you're a long-time listener to The Basement Binge, thank you. But the segments in this episode are going to be different because as I was driving home thinking about the movie and what I wanted to say, I kept feeling trapped by my own segments. So for the purpose of these new spoiler-free reviews that I'm going to do when a movie is just recently in theaters, I'm only going to have two segments, the first one being one you are all familiar, familiar with, Two Cents. So Two Cents, my reaction to the film. And I just have to say, wow, that was just a lot of fun. I just got back from the theater about an hour and a half ago. I've been working on this episode and putting down my thoughts into words. And that was just really fun. I was enjoying myself the whole time. In fact, I'm still enjoying myself now because of the fun I had then that I want to go back and see it again just because of how fun it was. It was sincere and confident in itself. It was funny, but I never felt cheated by the humor or like dumb for laughing. You know, like we we talk about the MCU, how it's quippy and it has jokes, but it's not necessarily funny. This doesn't have jokes. It's just funny. Like it does have jokes, but it's not a joke. It's it's just humor and it, and it is funny. Even when I saw the humor coming, like I knew the joke that was going to happen or the plot device that was going to allow for the comedic punch or whatever. I full on belly laughed anyway because it was it was funny and I was proud and happy to be laughing at something so funny. I don't mean this in like a prideful, conceited, arrogant way, but I have a really loud laugh that I kind of have to control when I go to the movie theater because I don't want to be a distraction for other people. But this one, not that I intentionally made it louder, but I just didn't hold back because I knew it was funny and I was unashamed of laughing at it being funny and sometimes your laughter gives other people permission to laugh and I saw that happen in the theater. And eventually other people were laughing really loud. And it was it was funny. We were having a good time. Even though I couldn't see them, we were having a good time together. This was not a movie I was expecting to truly enjoy the way that I did. I thought it would be something that I go see and kind of pass the time in a movie theater and enjoy being in a movie theater, which is always fun. But that that's where the fun would end, is like where the movie theater ends. And I, I would not say that I was excited to go see this. Maybe it was the trailers. Those weren't really doing it for me. Like it, it didn't sell me on the movie and and part of that could be that i felt because i know nothing of D that i was not the nerd for this movie that like it wasn't you know that i it wouldn't be good or whatever and and then the trailer's not in particular selling me on it, it was just like oh yeah whatever like i'll just see because it's a new movie but by no means was it a movie that was on my radar the exact opposite of all of that happened i never felt lost i never felt like i was missing something or that there was some story or heart of the film that would have been better having played D&D. But I do think there is enough for even the most prepped dungeon master to have fun and enjoy. If if I, this is a guess, a big one, but if I were, if I knew D&D well, and I were doing a full episode with binge points was, you know, Easter eggs and fun details, I feel like this film would be full of them. I mean, clearly, it's referencing a lot of things from Dungeons and Dragons lore, but just whether it's a big plot device or not, I feel like it's there and it's it's fun. But I never felt like I needed it to enjoy. I, I never felt lost as an audience, and and, I, and that's that's a hard line to balance. And I, you know, as the uninitiated, I think that it does it really well. Either way, the movie is a lot of fun. I was f- surprised by how much fun I was having. And just if you'll hear me out for a moment, I'm going to make some comparisons to Shazam because that's the other movie that I saw, you know, two weeks ago, whenever it came out, that I was going to do one of these spoiler-free reviews on, and I just never got around to recording it because I was just disappointed by it. I just had nothing to say besides that was disappointing. 
Shazam really let me down because the trailers made me feel like it was going to be something that was fun, that it was going to be a good ensemble cast action movie type vibe. And I was completely disappointed by it and left the theater with zero interest in anything that I just saw. And it's completely forgettable. I hardly remember any part of it. It was just disappointing. So my expectations were kind of the same, that this was going to be a bit formulaic, maybe insincere and almost ashamed of its content just to make jokes about itself and try to make some dramatic message about heroes at the end and just have it fall completely flat. I mean, that like that it was just going to be mid-blockbusters using IPs for the sake of an IP with a, without a single ounce of sincerity. Legitimately, everything was the opposite of that. Where Shazam was like a Zachary Levi and co show, it was, it was very much Zachary Levi and what he was doing. Everyone else was just there to be an appendage to Zachary Levi. This isn't just Chris Pine as the trailers I felt like we're sharing on. This is genuinely the whole cast from Chris Pine to Michelle Rodriguez. Uh, Reggae Jean Page, Justice Smith, Sophia Lilius, Hugh Grant, Daisy Head, Head, I think, I don't know her name, Um, but but all of them, particularly Hugh Grant, um, Justice Smith, Michelle Rodriguez, and Sophia Lilius, they are exceptional together, and they each have a part to play. They each have a role to themselves, and they shine individually while also working really well together, and I feel and enjoy the dysfunctional camaraderie that they have together. It's funny and it tells a really good story. Even, even the message that it has about confidence and self-acceptance and that being your power is done so much better than anything that Shazam tried to do. I loved how directly Shazam called out imposter syndrome and I was expecting to see more of that. But by the end of it, the character of Shazam just overcomes his self-doubt because he overcomes his self-doubt and becomes a god as they like to impose that word on him. I, I, I didn't, feel any of that in the character of Shazam, where here you feel it the entire time. I mean, I'm going to be done comparing it, this movie to Shazam. It deserves more than that. But, but I felt that message throughout the whole film. It wasn't just lip service. At, and, and, it, and it never was lip serviced at any point, really. It was, it was truly just a story they were telling with the characters and how they held themselves and who they were and what they did. And I really don't know what I was expecting from this movie, but I, what I got, I really loved. I, a really good story that doesn't drag or overdo itself ever. It isn't trying to do too much while also never not doing enough. The characters work well together and individually. The comedic hits hit. Even when I, like I said this before, but even when I already knew the joke that I could see it coming or I knew the joke literally from the trailer, it still gets to me. In fact, it gets me better than the trailer. Uh, the MacGuffins and the plot devices are all well-placed and well-played. It doesn't feel like the characters are just on a track gliding along through the story to get from destination A to B and just taking the twists and turns along the way. It, it feels messy and reactive, uh, which makes... It feels messy and reactive, which makes the characters so much more believable and the story stronger and easier to stand on and actually say something about and experience and enjoy. Uh, nothing about it. There isn't even like a forced romance or an unnecessary character growth or change that happens for the sake of the story. That I mean, there's no like duces machinas or anything like that. It it nothing about what happens feels cheap. It feels earned and established and worked out fairly and genuinely. Even the way that narration, for example, is used to kind of catch you up on backstory to make transitions from periods in time. Like so many other things in the story, it's done so well. It's diegetic. It's part of the real thing, not some voice floating out there in the world. Like it, 
the way they do it and incorporate it into what the characters are doing now works so well because I hate how a movie starts with narration and ends with narrations is like these bookends but don't exist in the movie and this does that but it's because the narration doesn't have to happen in the movie it's because the narration is part of the things that are happening at the beginning and the end it it works great and then on top of all that you add great costuming and pretty good CGI. Like, obviously, I knew what I was watching was CGI. This isn't Avatar, but I didn't feel that my eyes were glossing over. And I think that that's because when they could, they used practical effects, like real sets and costumes, animatronics even. It, it really has a realistic, imaginative, and crafted nature to it that really works in the filmic storytelling, but also for the entire concept of D&D. Like, it feels playable if that makes sense. Like, it feels experienceable, physically experienceable, if that is even a word. So the film really has so much going for it, and then you combine that with really fun cinematography and editing. So many moments just visually had me saying, wow, or cool, and like, that sounds silly, but you say that to yourself in your head. I I just felt it. I felt the excitement of what I was seeing. I, I felt like the people involved were having fun. I was having fun in what they did. It didn't feel out of place or stand out as like, some unnatural thing that they were just putting in there to to put in there as like a creative spark or whatever. It, w- it was used well for the benefit of the story, but it was also really fun in the existence of itself. I mean, things like split diopters and upside down shots, rotating can angles, snorry cams, so many more things. Like, I just was surprised by how unordinary and how like authentically creative and confident in what it was doing and saying and showing that allowed me to enjoy it. it. It it didn't feel on the nose and it didn't feel ashamed of being this way and it also didn't feel like it was leaning into it that that it was some shtick that that's all it could do. Like it, it was just confident in what it was doing all the time and it worked. It, it, it really just all works. I immediately would go see this again because it works so well. And then you have the emotional side of it, the message of the story. It has layers to it that, that I love. Again, a full episode with Fall In would be great to review that. So maybe if you want that, leave a review on Podchaser. I'll link it below, but it's just podchaser.com slash the basement binge. You can leave a review on this individual episode. If you would like me to review this whole thing when it comes out on home video, I'll do that. Leave a review on the episode at podchaser.com slash the basement binge. Anyway, to, to keep this spoiler free in any way that I can. Yeah, I'm trying to say things about the ideas without saying things about the characters. So, so I'll just say it this way. Can't, as in cannot, is very different than couldn't or could not. I cannot do that is very different than I could not do that. And that combined with this idea that we only truly fail when we stop failing are some of the most sincere and real things that have ever been expressed. I mean, mean, Chris Pine doesn't just deliver these lines or say these things for the sake of saying it, like saying, oh, you know, we're going to say imposter syndrome and suddenly we have a message about imposter syndrome. I mean, he doesn't have a poem. He doesn't have some phrase to make it right. He doesn't suddenly make sense or reveal some nature of this, this fact of life. It just is what it is. Not even the eloquent and handsome uh, Zenk, who, who's played by Reggae Jean Page, he, he doesn't have anything to say about it. it. Just just is. They're just statements of reality. Reality that you were already feeling and experiencing and bought into through the characters long before anything was ever said about it. And when something is said about it, it's not said about it for the sake of saying something about it. It's, it's because that's, the characters are having a conversation about themselves and about their life and their experience. And because they were experiencing those ideas, it's authentic to something that they would express. It feels like a real conversation that these characters are having, not that actors are having for the sake of the story. It, it, it is 
extremely well done. And that combined with the emotional ending leaves me feeling uplifted and encouraged, not just being humorously entertained. Like, like it has both to where I, I finished the movie and I'm like, that was just a good movie. Like this, it just delivers what I want. It, it really, really does. In the words of an IMDb review title that I saw as I was scrolling through IMDb quickly, it's the right mix of everything. It really is. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this movie. So that was the really long two cents, the first segment. The second segment I'm about to tell you about right after this brief interruption. Real quickly, I just want to mention that if you are enjoying this episode, I would appreciate it if you would subscribe to The Basement Binge. We have tons of other episodes, obviously not any others about D&D, but I'm sure tons of things that you fellow nerds could enjoy. On top of that, currently here at The Basement Binge, we are reviewing animated movies during Animation Hall of Fave 3. If you enjoy animated movies as much as I do, come and join us as we celebrate some new new (laughs) real... Come and and enjoy animation and celebrate it with me as I enjoy new... Newly, re- as I enjoy newly released movies or yet to be released movies or some past favorites as we just celebrate animation and why it deserves to be loved. So all of those things, as long as past episodes on Christopher Nolan or The Basement, uh, the basement Binge, that's what I am, or uh, S- Star Wars, The Mandalorian, Marvel, MCU, tons of that stuff. I mean, we have done it all. So check out the basement binge wherever you're currently listening to this podcast so on to the new segment specifically for the spoiler free reviews i'm excited about after this brief interruption okay thank you for enduring that thank you for listening to this episode and supporting the basement binge by listening to that whoa voice crack there let's move on to this new segment that is a very brief segment for the purpose of the spoiler free reviews and that is titled watch worthiness incredible we need your help showtime is this movie worthy of your time and money to go and watch it online or in, in, in the theater right in this case it's in the theater yes it is worth seeing without a shadow of the doubt it to to explain it spoiler free it's a combination of guardians of the galaxy Onward, the Pixar movie, and Bumblebee, combined in the best way while being entirely unique and and unformulaic while being instantly relatable and experienceable. <laughs> I almost didn't go see this today because of how busy I am and, and just not being excited about it for the reasons I expressed earlier. But I saw one quick review and decided in a moment that I was going to see it, like 30 minutes before the showtime. I had planned to see it at the showtime, but I was like, whatever, I'm kind of running out of time. I won't go see it. But I, but I had just kind of heard these whispers that it, was, that it was responding pretty good. I saw one quick review and decided to go. I, I'm so glad that I did. Like knowing what I know now, I would have been disappointed in myself if I didn't go. In fact, I probably would have gone to see this later and just been disappointed that I didn't see it today. Do not miss this, really. It, it isn't perfect. It's not going to be the best movie of the year. Probably not even my favorite. It's going to be up there. But it is such a good time that I promise you, you don't want to miss it. Like, like, it's just fun. It's a good time. It's sincere. It's authentic. It's confident in itself, which we need. We need original blockbusters using IPs and ideas in an authentic way. Like, it, like it is high fantasy, I would imagine. I mean, it's not really high fantasy, but it, it, like it, it is strong fantasy. And it's just confident in that. And it's fun. And that confidence allows you to enjoy everything that it does, including the humor I promise you, you don't want to miss it. 
So that's all I have to say, at least spoiler-free. If you want to hear my thoughts, spoiler, get into all the segments, the binge points that I will research, all the details and Easter eggs this movie has, or get more in-depth into these messages and themes that it has displayed really, really well, leave a review on this episode on podchaser.com slash the basement binge linked below. So just go to podchaser.com, find the basement binge, click on this episode for Dungeons and Dragons, leave a review there, letting me know that you want the full episode. And I promise I will deliver that. Additionally, subscribe to the basement binge wherever you're currently getting podcasts. Enjoy us for animation hall of fave, all those exciting things, great episodes coming later, including two movies. I'm really excited about coming on theaters, the new super Mario movie and Suzumi. All very exciting here at The Basin Binge. If you have not heard it enough, just in case, this is The Basin Binge. My name is Harrison, and that's all for now. Ciao, ciao. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.